Special, special day today. I'm going to stall as long as we can until Nachman Seltzer shows up because there's a special email about him. A very, very hurtful email indeed. Hi, I'm dedicating Wednesday's year in honor of my 50th birthday. So happy birthday to Yaakov Rosedale. Where's the balloon? There's a balloon. Oh, here it is. Are you able to zoom out on this balloon? Let's see you guys work the camera. I am dedicating what is this year in honor of my 50th birthday, which is June 9th. We go by the, uh, <clears throat> whatever, 1970. You're going to have to do another dedication on your Hebrew birthday. The shir has become a major focus of every day. Since I started in Mesechus Makis, I've been lucky to get Torah in every day without fail. It's true. When Yaakov is not here, he watches online. Love the shir. So listen how this goes. He loves the shir. Then goes Rebelli, that's number two. The guys is number three. And most importantly, Reb Nachman Seltzer, who has been sitting across from me for a long time now. Thank you very much to the DAF team for making this such an incredibly, credible daily experience. So Yaakov sits right next to me, the closest to me. And then across from him is Nachman Seltzer. And they, they have big schmoozes going on before we start to share. The shir is also dedicated in memory of Yaakov's youngest brother, Yehudalei ben Esther, who was born on June 8, 1993, and passed away in 2016 at a young age of 22. He was delighted in his entire family and all the people who knew him. You are missed. Yaakov Rosedale. So happy birthday, Yaakov. Ad Mev Esrim. Looking forward. And it's not the time or place now, but Yaakov once gave us a very, very long speech. An incredible, it could be like a whole, it, it sounds almost like the incredible story that Nachman Seltzer wrote. What? <laughs> it involved motorcycles and, 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 and gangs and who knows what, all sorts of crazy stuff. Anyways, this is from David. I began the daf after watching a lot of Jews freezing in a stadium in New Jersey. I do the eight-minute as a warm-up cheat sheet, and then the rabbi in Miami has one at 6.45, and if I'm lucky, I get the 2.15 p.m. one also. Tada, David Rubin. And one last short one. Today we have a lot to learn. By the way, this is from Shimon Mayer. These pictures sent out on WhatsApp are really helpful. Everything else too. Thanks to you, I'm up to date with the daf. It feels so great. Bo Shabbos, Bo Menucha. See, here's a person who's writing Bo Shabbos, Bo Menucha in the opposite sense. Not that Bo Shabbos, Bo Menucha, you're, you're out of the game and you give up the daf. The opposite. Okay, we're going to, you know what? We're going to reread the email because a certain individual has just walked in. Not you, Levi. Here, let's read it, Nachamal. Where is it? <sighs> okay, no, I should have actually started the other way. Listen to this. Since I started Masechtis Makis, I've been lucky to get Torah in every day without fail. Love the Shir, Reb Eli, the guys, and most importantly, Reb Nachman Seltzer, who's been sitting across from me for a long time now, dedicated by Yaakov Rosedale for his 50th birthday. So... He threw me under the bus. You didn't even show up on time. Hashem Yerachim. Believe it or not, there's a hug going on. Don't get too excited. This doesn't happen often. We're holding on the top line of today's daf, daf tzadik vav. Omer avasi, shoinin klicheres shiuroi bekoinen mashka. Shoinin, Rashi says, hatanoim shoinin b'raisa. You can read it any way you want. You can read it, Tanoim, literally Tanoim, or you can read it, the 
people that would say over the Brises to the Amorayim, nothing to do with the Tanaim. They said a Brisa. Shainin, and they would read, Klicheres Shi'uroi Bekoines Mashka. So if you have earthenware that has a hole in it that's large enough to take on liquid, if you have a kli that has a small hole in it and liquid leaves it, that's something else because they have the pressure of the liquid will go through that hole. But to get liquid going in the opposite direction into the kli, that's a much, much larger hole. So that is the shear, as we said yesterday. We started off saying yesterday, we discussed a piece of gistera. Gistera is a shard of earthenware, a broken piece of earthenware. What are you going to do with this piece of earthenware? Nothing. But yes, there is one thing you could do. If this klicheres has a small hole, I will take this broken piece that typically I throw into the garbage, and I put it underneath my kli to catch whatever liquid it's holding. What if this gistero has a hole? I'm not going to keep it. I'm not going to do a gistero to a gistero. Says the Gemara, therefore, So, though Rav said yesterday, started off with this gistero, moitzi mashka, in other words, Rav is saying, the Gemara is saying, that this halacha of liquid leaving the kli was only said by a broken piece of earthenware, which is not really a kli, and therefore it doesn't really make the list. It's before, it's the pre-list, because it's not a kli, we're not dealing with a kli, we're dealing with a broken piece of a kli. What's the shear of a broken piece of a kli? Enough of a hole that if liquid leaves that, then it's, then it's completely garbage. I can, I, it, obviously, it's not going to be mikabal tumah. If it has such a small hole that water leaves it, it can't even do the basics of the basic. Like, what, why are you keeping this broken piece of, of earthenware? Just to catch water, but it can't even catch water because it has a hole. So what are you going to do? Bring a broken piece to, hold the, to catch the water that's leaving a broken piece? That doesn't make any sense. Therefore, it doesn't even start. Omar Ulo, Pligibo Trey Amaroi Bemarov. This is machloikas between two Amaroim in Eretz Yisrael. He said yesterday, I don't know, I, I'm going to guess it's one of the most famous concepts in Shas. The Heksher of Eichlin. In other words, in order to, in order to make food, food cannot become Tomei unless you pour one of the seven liquids on it a concept discussed over and over and over in, in all of Shas. And we said that that only happens if it's detached from the ground. If it's attached to the ground, it does not work. Yet there is a case that it will work. If the attached, if it's not halachically attached to the ground. In other words, if it's in a pot. So what's, what constitutes a pot? So it's mikatsa la It's basically from the smallest shear to the largest shear. If it has a hole the size of a pomegranate, 
then you agree to me that it, that it definitely nourishes from the ground. It's such a large hole in the bottom of the pot. This, these, we're just continuing the sugi of yesterday, so we're not going into all the details. I'm assuming that everybody is holding cup with what we learned yesterday. But if you have a hole in the bottom of the pot, depends what size, it can nourish from the ground. We had a shayla, a usaba, maybe it was the leo of Novi, maybe it wasn't, who asked, what if the shayrish, the root, is sticking out or pointing down through that hole? But we have a machlaikas here. What if the pot is completely sealed off, then this plant that grows in here, these zraim, these seeds, these edible food, these edible seeds, are not connected to the ground, and therefore, if I pour water on them, they are mikabal tumah. However, if they have a hole the size of a pomegranate, not. And the other one says, wait a minute, you don't need the size of a pomegranate. Let's say the size of a pomegranate is this big. Yeah, pomegranates are nice. The size of a shayrish, that's small. So you're going from huge to whatever shayrish is. I don't know, I'm just guessing, like this, okay? The size of a small root. Besimonoch. One of everybody's favorite Gemaras, the end of Menachas. Here he is, Judah's in town. I ha- you, if you have no, he just made it up right now. He just made it up. Beautiful, beautiful, original. You heard it here live. You heard it. Schlockrock. <laughs> oh, okay, they also just made it up. So, but what's the biggest side in all of Yiddishkeit is that it doesn't matter how much you give, it doesn't matter how big your carbon is, it could be a large carbon or it could be a bowl of flour. As long as the intent, the wants what's in your head. Brought down Allah also. It's better to daven less psuki de zimra with more kavana than a lot of psuki de zimra without kavana. It's, it goes throughout Yiddishkeit, this, this concept. So if you want to remember, what's the Gemara saying? The Gemara is saying that it's the two opposites. He said, harbe, arimoin. And he said, mamet, the, the smallest shear. Now what happened to the other shearum that we had yesterday? Or even we mentioned today. Moitzi mashke, machnes mashke. Those are pinholes. They, they for sure don't count. Nobody even thought that that's going to be a shear to get rid of Heksher Tumah. We're talking about uh, enough to nourish from the ground. Yeah? When we're talking about, think about it, when we're talking about Tumah, how much, what constitutes a Kli? What takes a Kli away? What removes a Shem Kli? If it has a hole, it doesn't serve its purpose. So even a small hole doesn't hold liquids or it could bring on liquids. That's when it comes to the Shem Tumah. But when it comes to Heksher Zraim, Heksher Zraim has all to do with whether the Zraim in the pot are nourishing from the ground. No one in their right mind is going to say that if it has a pinhole on the bottom of the Kli, that's going to nourish from the ground. It's not going to nourish from the ground. So that's not even on the list. What's going to nourish from the ground? Maybe if a root could poke out. Or certainly, if there's a size of a pomegranate. Great. Omar of Chinino bar Kahanim Shmede Rebilazer. Flicheres shiuroi kemoitzi zeisim. Like we said yesterday, Rabbi holds that 
or he holds. He brought, Rabbi was just actually repeating over, making a sikum, making a synopsis of all the Mishnahis, Kalim or whatever. The, the, the shir is Azayis. An olive's worth removes the status of a cleat. In other words, so this is a little different than Rav. These kalim, a kli that has a hole the size of an olive, has a halacha like a kli, my favorite kli, personally, a dung kli, a kli made out of animal waste, everybody's favorite kli, Uchleavanim, a clean made out of stones, Uchleadama. That what? That they don't, they're not Makabotum at all. What about if I take this clee that has a hole the size of, a, of an olive and I say, I want to put, I want to use it to hold pomegranates? What's that, Lacha? According to this mandama, or nothing. According to what we learned yesterday, it has to do with his das. So if he decides he wants to hold pomegranates, then it's a clea for pomegranates, as long as he said so. According to this mandal, I know it's like clay glalim, clay avanim, not pomegranates. Once it has the hole the size of an olive, we're done. Uli'iyan tzamin pasal, hachi pachas rubai. So yesterday I had this amazing halacha, that if you have a clea in a room that has oil ames, you have a dead person in the room, and everything in the room becomes tame through oil, the clea can protect whatever's inside of it, Provided that the klicheres is sealed, completely closed. Now what if it has a nice hole on the side? The tumah doesn't go in through the side. The tumah only goes through the front, through the top of the kli. But if the, the hole is so large that it makes up 51% of the entire kli, then the tumah could go in, or as we said yesterday, the difference between a large kli and a small kli, maybe even a size of a pomegranate and a small kli, according to Rashi, Tyson argues, and with that, Hajun Allah Hamatsniya, Hajun Allah Hamatsniya, Hajun Allah Hamatsniya. Ready made a bracha. Says the Mishnah. Hazoireik Mirshus Hayochid Lushus Arabim. Look, we started off the Mesechta with Haitzah, and we had a prayer before Haitzah. Haitzah is like a big theme in Mesechta Shabbos. And Haitzah. Happens to be like Malacha Grua. Taisus, all the way in the beginning of the Masechta, says the reason why we start with the Hayitzah is because it was a Malacha Grua. What does Halacha Grua mean? It's very important because we're going to discuss it today slightly. Malacha Grua means that in all the Malachas, if you think about it, Hakaz Baruchu on Shabbos stopped creating. So you need to stop creating on Shabbos. So therefore, you can't bake a bread. It makes a lot of sense. You can't build because you're creating. Haitzah, you're not creating anything. You're taking an object from your house into Rosh Hashanah. You created zero, nothing, nothing changed. The object, nothing changed in the object. In fact, if you take this exact object and you walk around your house all day long, and it's very heavy, you're not over anything. So because I go out into another domain, so that's why all of a sudden I'm chayiv, it needs a lot of explanation. And the reason is because that's what they did in the, in the Mishkan. But you're not creating anything. All malachas you're creating, you're, you're grinding, you're this, you're that. Whatever you're doing, you're sowing, you're creating. This has nothing to do with what, does, it's not similar to what the Rabbi Shalom stopped doing. He stopped creating 
And he didn't stop going from one domain to another domain with something in his hand or whatever. Lamashal. So this is a malacha grua. And therefore, it's very specific. It has to work in very specific ways. Exactly like they did it in the Mishkan. Says the Mishnah, And this happens a lot. You take a ball, you throw from your backyard into So until now we were talking about carrying it. Now we're talking about throwing it. What if you threw it from one house to another house, but there was a Rosh Rabim in between? Now, it's not as simple as I said. Says Rabbi Kiva Mechayev, Osir, Vechachomim Poitrim, and Chachomim say it's Potter. Why? Keitzad. So now we're going to explain Chachomim a little bit. There were two porches. Zu Keneged Zu Bishus Rabim. One opposite the other. Hamoshed Vahazorik Mizulazu Potter. We have a picture. It's important to understand. Here's the Rosh Hashanah going down the middle. And here's a guy, this is Yoni, passing a broom from one side of the Rosh from one Rosh Hashanah to the other Rosh Hashanah. Like, this looks like Meir Sharm, kind of. There's a porch to a porch, and he passes something from one to the other. That is, according to Chachamim, Potter. Here's the kicker. But what happens, the same exact case, you are chayev if it looks like this. Look, two porches, and there's a Rishasarabim underneath the porches. Nevertheless, they are potter. Oh, oh, what's the difference? It's porch to porch. We should surround them in between, but they're, they're different directions. And the answer is, the Mishnah explains. This is how it worked in the Beis HaMikdash and the Mishkan. The, the wagons will pull up like a train, one in back of the other, but two trains. You guys remember the F train from, from uh, Brooklyn? You know what I'm talking about? Okay. No, I used to take the F train every day. When you're in, in New York, you get one of these uh, passes. If you're a student, you just go for free. So I used to just go for free. Sometimes to, to yeshiva, sometimes in the opposite direction. <laughs> whatever, wherever the train took me. Anyway, no, whatever. I used to go a lot on the train. The F train, transfer, sometimes when I learned the Passaic, whatever. Yep. The whole Port Authority. Mises, I could write a book about the train, literally. The train is the most interesting place in New York. Which one? <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> Nachman likes the Maisa. I don't know. I think, I, yeah, fine. So check this out. Very interesting. They pulled up, they pulled up with two wagons, like a, like, like a train, into the Mishkan. This is the Mishkan. Now they would take off the wood from here, transfer it to this wagon. Occasionally, they would transfer it to the first wagon, the, the furthest away from the Mishkan, because you got it, that's how you load up. You load up from the back of the truck to the, to the front of the truck to the back of the truck, right? To the furthest distance. And so this guy would bring beams. He would pass it, pass it to him. They would lo load up this wagon first. 
then load up the closest wagon to the Mishkan. But check this out. There's another row. They, they pulled up another two wagons over here. Never did it go from this wagon to this wagon. There's no reason to pass wood from, from, wagon, from, from the F train going northbound to the F train going southbound. That never happened. From, from, from car one to car two, yes, that happens all the time. No, no, it's not one vehicle. Yeah, yeah, but, but check this. One minute. Between, between this wagon, which is Rosh Hashanah right? We, we, we all understand each one is Rosh Hashanah It's connected, but there's, there's Rosh Hashanah in between. You can see the ground. doesn't matter. What's the, so, so what if it's connected? You're going over Rosh Hashanah At the end of the day, you're going over the Rosh Hashanah It shows over here that there's a little hitch. You, it could be connected. At the end of the day, there's a lot of room here, a lot of Rosh Hashanah over here, and it's going over the Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, so that, that explains it. You understand, Yaakov? That's why, and it has to be very specific. Since Hoytzah is a Malachi Grua, it has to be very exact, exactly like it worked in the Mishkan and nothing else. In the Mishkan, bad. Terrible. It's a bad. It's a bad malacha. In other words, it's it, it almost doesn't make sense this malacha, and therefore it has to be specific. And in those days in the Mishkan, there was a lot of passing from one from one. Uh, oh, I have to check this out for a second. There was a lot of passing from one wagon to the other wagon. But not so much throwing. Why was there no throwing in the Mishkan? Why was there no throwing in the Mishkan? Uh, time out. Time out. Racham says because it's not covered. And you say because of damage. Anybody else? You say wait. All three Pshatim are right. Rashi says covered. And on the side, he says, it means kavid, uh, kavid, not kavid. So Rashi here says two pshatim. Either the, the beams were really heavy. You see these beams? You don't throw something like this. This is, this is not something you throw. Therefore, there's all passing. If it was so heavy, how did one person? No, it's two people. Yeah. Time out. It, uh, first of all, there's, there's items that we could carry, but we don't throw them because if I throw it to you, it'll knock you over. I don't know how heavy it was. It's not something, it's not an object, it's not a small object that you toss. Now, how many people were in this wagon helping? I don't know. This is Yoni. It's just depicting a basic thing, one to the other. Now, Rashi says, Kaved, they're heavy. He says on the side that in the Yerushalmi it says, Kaved. And Nachman said, That'll get ruined. In fact, Rashi and Avdalat, Omid Beis, the second Rashi from the top, if you don't have an art scroll, you could go there and check it out. Rashi says a whole nother reason, Shloy Skalkel. Great. That's why they didn't do, that's why they didn't throw, and therefore we have Hoishata. Says the Gemara, Avtalik Vav Omid Beis. Mikhti Zrika Tolda Dahitsahi. So, 
We know there's a concept called the Av and a concept called the Tolda Av, the father, the primary Melacha. And then you have the Tolda, the, the, the son, the, the secondary one. Yeah, secondary, I don't even know what the, how do you say Tolda now. Great. Now there has to be a better word than secondary because second. Subcategory. Subcategory. Okay, subcategory. Michdi Zrika Tolda Daitsai. Haitsa Gufa Hechaksiva. Where does it say Haitsa in the Torah? Now, we know a derivative melacha. Derivative melacha. Okay. We know that all the 39 melachas don't have to be written in the Torah. How do we know the 39 melachas? From whatever is done in the Mishkan. All of a sudden, now the, the, the Gemara asks, where do you know Yitzhah from the Torah? So Taisus says, because of this idea of Melacha Grua. Since it's a Melacha Grua, so I need to know wh wh where is it mentioned at all? I wouldn't know it on my own just because it's, they had it in the Mishkan that this is something you're over on. It, it hardly makes sense that moving to another, from one domain to the other would actually be something you're not allowed to do. When within the same domain you're allowed to do it, right? If I'm allowed to do Beurer in my house, oh, but I'm not allowed to do Beurer if I go out of my house. I'm allowed to do Toichin in my house. Here's something I'm allowed to carry all day long in my house, but I can't carry from one domain to the other. So therefore, <coughs> the Gemara says, how do I know this? No, 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 it's not, it's not, don't worry. It's not Corona. It's just a little... <laughs> So Moshe says, stop bringing the stuff. I have way too much stuff for the Beis HaMikdash. Enough. Where was Moshe Rabbeinu? He was sitting in his camp. Why is Machna Levia Rishus Rabbim? If there's only 20,000 Levim or whatever. Why, why, why? Because everybody, all Klaistral says Rashi, 600,000 came in there all day long. They were asking questions and coming and going. It was just a rabbi. So Shailen Rishayinim, Machlegis Rishayinim, do you need all 600,000 every day? Rashi seems to be saying, you need a lot of people in there. Become Aluli Yisrael, and Moshe Rabbeinu tells Klai Yisrael, don't bring from your domain into my domain, from your Rishus Hayachid, from your tent, Rishus Hayachid, into my Rishus Hayachid. Says the Gemara, what kind of raya is this? Who says that was on Shabbos? A. B. Dilma b'chalkai. Umishum d'shlim ala melacha. It says before in the Pasuk that the job was over. It was done. He couldn't take it anymore. There's too much. All you're saying is you don't have to bring more. Not that you're not allowed to bring more. That it's Shabbos. It's carrying. He's saying, finished. I have enough for the Mishkan. Says the Gemara, Goma ha'avar ha'avar miyom ha'kipurim. Okay, so now we have a limud from Yom Kippur, the Ksiv Hacha, by, over here by Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, by Yaviru Koba Machna, they blew the shoifer to tell people, enough. Uksiv Hacha, by Yom Kippur, it says, Vavad Shoifar Trua, you should also blow the shoifer. Malalam, Biyoy Masur, Afkan Biyoy Masur. In other words, just by Yom Kippur, it's the day that causes the Isser. It's not a logical reason that. Oh, there's too much, too much sound. You're not allowed to blow a shoifer, you're not allowed to do a melacha on Yom Kippur because of the day of Yom Kippur. So too, the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu said, stop bringing, not because he had too much, rather it was the day that answered the bringing. It was, there was the Isser of Yitzah on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Ashkechon Yitzah. So that was a case, a very specific case, of Klai Yisrael bringing from their private domain 
to Moshe Rabbeinu. So that is called Hachnasa. Right? Askechon that's Hitzah, going from your Rishus Hayachid to Rishus Rabbim, Hitzah. Hachnasa Menol. How do I know the opposite direction? Going from Moshe Rabbeinu's Rishus Rabbim, the Machna Leviya, to Klai Yisrael's Machna, which is Rishus Hayachid, which is called Achnasa. How do I know that? Says the Gemara Svari. Logic. What's the difference if I bring it in this way, bring it in that way? It's all the same. Says the Gemara, However, remember one thing. The Torah says, don't go from Klal Yisrael to Moish Rabbeinu. That's what the Torah describes. So that becomes an Av, that becomes the primary Melacha. But going the opposite direction, yes, you're right, it's Osir the same way, because you're going from Rishus to Rishus, but that's already called a subcategory or a, what, derivative? Derivative, ah, it's too hard for me, from Panovich, derivative, frankincense, secondary Melacha. You've got to keep it simple, Rabbi keep it simple. Remember when I used to read from the art scroll, back in the day, I would, I would like need an art scroll for the art scroll. I didn't understand half the words. All these, these hush of a words. Like, I'm straight off the boat from Panovich. I forgot my English. I was like, well, what's going on here? Sensino. No, but all those editors, they want to show that, <laughs> you know, who I am. I have a degree in, in English and this. Look, try to figure this word out. Shkoyach. I, I'm trying, I use you because I'm trying to figure out these words. No, they have a degree in Hebrew. Fine. But they like to stick in that occasional word. Today, it's a lot easier, I guess. Mendy, I hope Mendy's not listening, but Mendy used to tell me if I could slow down with my heavy English, my hard words in English. <laughs> I had a good cook out of that. Yeah. No, Mendy, if you don't know, he's from South Africa, but he has a lot of Israeli roots. No, he lived here a lot. So it's like, these, these are very hard words you're using, Ellie. Me? <laughs> hard words. Well, derivative. No, that's not a hard word. I'm kidding. It's just hard for me to say. All right. What? <laughs> right. That was a real garbage from New York. Forget about it. Whatever. The simple stuff. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to tell us what we're all thinking. And we, we, we know this from the beginning of the Masechta. We have an Av, we have a Tolda. But what in the world is the difference? There is no difference. Yechayv Misa on a Tolda, the same way Yechayv Misa on a Av. So who cares? Call it whatever you want. It's a category and a subcategory. It's a derivative, not a derivative. Who cares? At the end of the day, you're getting the same death penalty. Says the Gemara, yeah. So, so call Hitzah Av and Hachnasa going from Rishus Hayachid Rabbim into Rishus Hayachid Hachnasa. What Nafkimi does it make to me? Aha Mechayev, Aha Mechayev. You Chayev on both. Amai Kor Lo Av, Amai Kor Lo Hay Toldo. What's the difference? Says the Gemara, Nafkimi no di Ovat Shtei Ovois Bahadei Adadi. If I do two Ovois together, what does together mean? In the same awareness. So I do koitzer, and I do ma'amer, all in the same awareness. Inami shnei shtei toldois, 
or two different taldais like we had yesterday. Let's, what's a good example? Choylev, I am milking a cow, and Megavin, we remember making cheese, not over there was Mechabetz, we were talking about the dirty sack. These are taldais, right? A tolda and a tolda from two different... Milking a cow is a tolda of mefarik of dosh, dosh, it's, it's breaking it up, and making cheese, Megavin is a tolda of boina, building. They're toldas. So the two different categories, in the same awareness, tarti. two However, if you do an av in the subcategory, the, the, the derivative, then you are only So if I were to tell you that achnos is a av melacha, just like that would confuse you. You would have to bring two karbanas. If in one awareness or one unawareness, you forgot that it's Shabbos and you did a Hitzah, you went from your house into Rosh Hashanah and then you went from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah and they were both called categories. So for each category, you have to bring a carbon chatas. But since hachnasa is a tolda of Hitzah, so if I do hachnasa and hoitzah within the same awareness, I bring one carbon, that's it. And in the, within the same awareness, I did baina. So now I have to bring a second carbon for baina. But only one carbon for the two malachas called hachnasa and hoitzah. But what do we do about Rebbe Liezer? Rebbe Liezer has a, a shita that says, that you are chayiv two korbanos if you do hachnasa no So then why are you calling hachnasa a tolda? What good does it do for me? What is the difference? Amai korlo av, amai korlo tolda. According to Eliezer, what nafkemina is it? Gary, could you get me the, the larger pictures over there? It's time to see what it looks like. I see Yossi Rubenstein nice and clear. With a small Vigda fold. I don't know how a Vigder always gets to the center, center spot. Does that mean he's number one on the screen? He's always in the same spot every single morning. That's the shot. Huh? A who count? Oh, really? Wow. Maybe they have one of those programs like they have on eBay. Like uh, back in the day, I haven't used eBay in probably 10 years, but they had a program that would k- buy the item for you. You put it in and it hops it for you. So maybe they have like a hopper, like a, like a program that hops your first spot in Zoom. Yaakov, you should look into it because I know you're into that. Yeah, 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 much better. All right, I see Nochem Katz now, Givaldic. I see Avi, who hasn't sent me any texts during uh, this year. I'm very upset at him. Oh, very good. And a big shout out to Michael Glenner. Shalom Aleichem, Michael Glenner, new face. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, big side. Hach have be Mishkan. Whichever melacha that was in the Mishkan when they were building the Mishkan, chashiva, and it was an important, prominent melacha. Korilav. That is called an av. You want to know what's called an av? Whatever Klai Yisrael did to build with the Levim, building the Mishkan, the process of building the Mishkan, is 
called an av. It was chashiv. If it wasn't in the Mishkan and it wasn't important, end the story. So, yes, Klai Yisrael took stuff from Moshe Rabbeinu's camp and they brought it back to their camp. But it's not Chashev. It wasn't part of the Mishkan. The Mishkan was basically going this way, building the Mishkan, coming off the wagons, building the Mishkan. Right. Correct. Correct. But we're talking about chashev, what's important? What's important to us? What do people consider? What are people excited about? Excited about building the Mishkan. It has to be in the Mishkan and chashev, important. And So the Gemara now comes to another pshat, that whatever was in the Torah, how many Melachas are in the Torah? Well, we just mentioned Haitzah. but. Everything else basically is not in there. Havara. Yeah, this, this one of Moshe Rabbeinu telling Klai Yisrael, don't bring things to me. Going from Rishus HaYochad to Rishus HaRavim, Kariyav. And if it's not mentioned in the Torah, yes, we said Misvara logically, there's no difference. You're going from domain to domain. But at the end of the day, it's not in the Torah, it's a Tolda. Is there a nafkemina? No, there's no nafkemina. The same chiyuv chatos, the same chiyuv karas, the same chiyuv skila, but it's not in the Torah. It has a different name. It's called a subcategory. Says the Gemara, What about the fact that it says that if you throw, here, just in case you want to know what it looks like, here's a guy throwing something above ten tefachim, no, not handball. The opposite of handball. Why? Because this has to be a dvela shmeina. It has to be a nice, fat, juicy fig. A sticky ball. The opposite of a, a, a ball that comes hard off the wall, this sticks to the wall. Why? Spaghetti, yeah, but it has to be like a sheer, a nice amount. So, a guli dvela, this is how they, I guess they used to play a game back in the day. See if you could stick it to the wall. Today they have that putty, that sticky stuff. What is it? Yeah. What is it called? Paintball? No, paintball just uh, disintegrates. You need a, like, um. We were, we were in, in New York. When I lived in Brooklyn, our, my, my brother was making a lot of noise at 11 o'clock at night. So this, uh, this guy, a from guy, screams out the window. He says, be quiet. What are you doing? So, I, Belash and Nakia. So, so my brother, he said, I'm going to shoot you. He says, I'm going to shoot you. From guy. So my brother, like, he's not going to shoot me. He's a from guy. So he's like, because he said it. So my brother kept on talking loud. All of a sudden, here, poof, poof, two shots. And my brother's bleeding. And he's like, ah, he starts screaming. The guy shot him with a paintball, with a red paintball. And it stung him. And, and he had like, like blood, he thought it was blood. He, like, he started running past that we had to, he looked. Yeah. of <laughs> neighbors in New York, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Mind you, this neighbor taught me how to drive when I was 14 years old. He, he used to buy cars in the Bronx and drive them back to, to Brooklyn. So he said, Ellie, you want to drive my car back? I'll drive, we'll drive together, I'll buy a car. So every, every day, without my father knowing, of course, 
drive to the Bronx, and I'll say, no, I want an Audi. I don't want you to buy the Buick. I need a Tesla. Okay, I'll buy an Audi. So you buy an Audi, I drive. Like, first time got in there. I never took a lesson in my life. Drive, shalom aleichem. Yeah, that was part of it. Also, another story you can't write in, in the book. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you his name. All right. Zog Gemara. So, if he throws this device onto a wall, now, in order to be over in Shabbos, we know you have to do an Akira. So he did an Akira, he lifted it up. Where's the Hanacha? On the wall. Above Tent Fachim. Rishus Rabim is not above Tent Fachim. You see on the picture over there, there's Tent Fachim. Above Tent Fachim is already not Rishus Rabim. So says Rashi, look at Rashi, the Ramaskah, like a third down the page. Upotr, why is he potter? That's not Rishus Harabim up there. They ain't Rishus Harabim in Malam Asara. But you, that, that juicy fig didn't land in Rishus Harabim. It's not a place. It's on a wall. A wall is not a Rishus HaYachid. It might belong to Rishus HaYachid, but it, it doesn't have a surface. It's like hanging in mid-air. It's Nishtahi, Nishtahir. It's not a Rishus HaYachid, not a Rishus HaRabim. And therefore, it wasn't on top of the wall. Yeah, on top of the wall, that would be great. That would be Rishus HaYachid. El B'fanav, on the face. So therefore, Kizorik Ba'avir. Nothing. But if it's below ten tefachim, kizorik ba'aretz. Now you're chayiv. Now you're in the the the, the ear space of rishus harabim, and you are chayiv. Even though it's not a place like rishus ayochet has to be a domain, a rishus. Rishus harabim doesn't have to be if it's in the ear space. If it if it lands like it just lands there, and it's not on anything, it's also considered being in Rosh Hashanah and you're over. Now, going back to our Mishnah, look, the first words of the Perek, So how do we know the idea of Zrika, of throwing? Says the Gemara, <coughs> The weavers of the Uriyos, they would toss their needles one to the other. Ask the Gemara, check this out. If we go back to our, every Masechta is going to have that picture. Here, can't get enough of this one. It's a great one, also from Yoni, believe it or not. Baruch Hashem, he did it in color. Does anybody see a needle here? There's no needle. This is a machine. It goes up, it goes down. There's, we're going to be discussing this guy that holds the, the I forgot what the article calls it, like the bobber's weaver. Ooh, wow, three minutes only. Fine, but there's no needle, says the Gemara. Okay, the war Rashi says that these are the people that did the, um, the embroidery. You know, the, okay, not this. But the embroidery, the, the, the detailed embroidery. They had, they had the needles. Says the Gemara, 
Who told you that they tossed it four amas? Because the whole list was four amas. So the Gemara, they couldn't sit next to each other. No, they would would hurt each other with the needles. You can't do that. You can't sit next to somebody with a needle. Okay, but perhaps it wasn't four amas. You don't have to sit eight feet away from somebody not to get pricked by a needle. Three feet away. Why? Who told you four, four amas? So we had Yeriyos in the Mishkan that were four Amis wide. So they had to have a machine that's four Amis wide. So they threw this guy right over here, this barber's weaver, from side to side. And that was a Zrika. That had a, says the Gemara, but at the end of the day, he doesn't leave go of it completely. He's still holding on somewhat to the thread. So therefore, it should go based on where he's at, and it's not considered that it left his domain. Says the Gemara, Benisco Basra. You're right. Typically, there's a thread, but there is no thread anymore. It's all the way at the end of the line. There's no more thread. So in that case, that last throw, when he's finished with this thread, he just threw this whole device right through. But at the end of the day, this whole loom is a Mokim Ptur. It's not considered a Shusharabim. Says the Gemara, Elo, so we have to change it up. To the other guy, the guy in the other loom, there are a bunch of looms set up. And one guy says, Hey, do you have a barber's weaver here? He tosses it to him and gives it to him. Perhaps they're sitting next to each other. Says the Gemara, It's not good. You can't sit next to each other because you have to stretch out, you have to this. They, they couldn't sit next to each other. Says the Gemara, but they could. Maybe they were staggered. They were sitting in a way, they were very close to each other, yet their arms wouldn't hit each other because they were lined up in, in a way that they couldn't hit each other, says Rashi. But it doesn't even make sense that based on Migdash, there was such a shiros, and it says in the Pasuk, Vatani Luda. They never borrowed tools from each other. Each one had whatever they needed. Visu, that's great. You're, you're telling me about tossing. How do you know the concept of carrying Rishon Sarabim? Elo, kol dalat amiz Rishon Sarabim, gemara, gemiri, lo. All right, let's stop here. Well, we have we have some, we have a lot of work to do, but okay. Maybe Daftzad the Chest looks kind of shorter. Bezer Hashem will catch up. Rabbi Yisrael, have a wonderful day, and now for an unbelievable rendition of a capital Tehillim from Yaakov Rosedale's best friend Nachman Seltzer. Take it away. Adonai Shmoyo, Adonai Shmoyo, Adonai Shmoyo, Adonai Shmoyo.